Welcome to the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. This is your podcast for all things hockey. On this podcast, we talk about past history to the modern day and what you can do to grow the sport. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. And welcome back to the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. With me is my former teammate, Brandon Potter. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, Adam. How are you doing? Doing great. So I wanted to pick your brain about uh, the potential, uh, about the Capitals and about the preseason, and also get into the MLS um, potentially overtaking the NHL in both revenue and popularity. So up first, right. I did want to talk about Bedsy, Connor Bedard. Um, there was something, something happened uh, between him and uh, Mr. Andre Fleury. Uh, and, um, and, and, uh, and apparently Bedard was tripped up and, on the shootout play and it got into a very big scuffle on Twitter. Uh, you saw that? Yeah, I actually just saw that uh, earlier today. I do crazy. I, I think, you know, Mark Andre Fleury is a classy guy. He's, he's not a bad person. And, and then I think he just sort of Love tapped him. I I really don't. I think everyone was just making more of a big deal out of this than it needed to be. Um, and Bedard just, you know, lost the handle on a shootout too, and it just shows that yes, you know, he was, you know, he is just still a kid, and he's still going to need some time to develop too. And he's and. And I don't necessarily think that the Blackhawks are going to get into the playoffs this upcoming season, but I do think uh, Bedard's going to have a, a great start to the regular season. Your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I saw the play, and I didn't really think he had a chance to score. I saw he was trying to go between the legs, and Flurry just stuck his stick out. He definitely pulled and yanked and tripped him up, but – um, I think it's more like Flurry being Flurry. He's a jokester. He likes to have fun, and it's preseason, so like, what's really going to happen? Nothing really. So, I mean, I, I saw it, and it's kind of, and then he gave him a tap, like on the on the on the back, or like on the like the, give him a tap on the ass or something like a love tap, like, hey, welcome to the league, kid, or something like that. But it wasn't anything malicious. So people are going to like blow up about it because he's young and Flurry's a veteran, and it's. You know, it's two big names, but I mean, it's really nothing to talk about. It's really nothing, not, not, it's nothing to like freak out about because it's, it's just a little preseason fun. Of course, of course. And, and I just, and I've really struggled to like watch the preseason and, and it's not my main focus. It's, I'm still waiting for the regular season, first of all. And, and, and until Bedard gets one in, the regular season it's not gonna matter but but he is ready for the nhl now now he i think he's gonna have some struggles you know 
um, in his first season, and he's not. And maybe he is a little overhyped, but I, I'm just mainly focusing on the potential struggles up ahead, uh, especially with this Blackhawks team, whose only other star, if you want to call him that, is really Taylor Hall in that. So I just think it's going to be more of a a struggle for him up the way because, you know, the game is about winning, you know, hockey's more about winning games than the individual um, statistics as well. Um, right. I mean, I think he's going to have a really good rookie season. I think they, the Blackhawks did a really good job at getting some, some veteran players and some guys that can work with him and, and mentor him and teach him as well as guys that can protect him. Um, so I think he's going to have a really good, a really good career, um, or a really good rookie season. Um, I honestly think he'll probably finish first in, on the team in points. Um, not sure about goals. Um, he could though, he's got a really good shot, so he could finish first in goals for the Blackhawks, but, um, he's definitely gonna be one that's going to bring in a lot of uh, attention to the NHL this season, as well as the Blackhawks. Um, and there's always attention to the Blackhawks. They got one of the best, uh, got one of the best viewing networks, um, in the league or one of the best viewing regions. So, um, they're still going to get a lot of eyes on the Hawks this year, but especially a lot, even more because of the, because of a dart and, I feel like when he comes into town for for people who like you know there's abs like Colorado fans or Caps fans or Pittsburgh or wherever like there are people they're gonna sell out when Chicago's in town just because everybody wants to see Bedard play. I mean, and you go across to their rival city, St. Louis. Yeah, they'll yeah even in St. Louis they'll sell out. Like no no trouble there. Um, yeah, Alex Ovechkin. Um, I did a bit of a take um, on Thursday, which was yesterday when uh, for us, but it'll be, yeah, this is coming out Monday to you all, uh, lovely viewers. Um, so I did a take and, and I don't think anyone really agreed with me on this of, you know, his cup and how the Capitals won technically, you know, I don't think they would have won in that if they had to face the Penguins with Mark Andre Fleury, but that was more of a stupid take. Uh, or, or I don't think it was. A, oh my god! I think it was. I just got a little caught up. But did you get a chance to listen to the episode? Uh, I haven't listened to that one um, yet. But um, I mean, when they played the Penguins. That season they won the cup. Um, they did play. I mean, they beat the Pens in the second round. Mark Andre Fleury just wasn't the starter um, as he was. Like he had a couple, like couple playoff uh, seasons in a row where Matt Murray took over the job after Fleury started. But I mean, they had him. They could have played him against the Caps, but they didn't. Um, so I, I don't know if he would have made a big difference. Um, I think that was just the Caps. Wasn't yeah. he in Vegas? Because I swore he was in Vegas as the guy i really remember that oh I, you're you're right never mind i'm getting yeah, my yeah and that was the right. reason so so yeah because they played vegas in the cup and, and and the whole um i guess weird draft thing of the expansion yeah yeah i did not like like brain it, fart my bad <laughs> it, it, well don't worry don't worry it it yeah. that never sat right with me and 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 i think you know 
and and I think you know the hockey writers are gonna like just say, oh no, he he only won the cup because they only had thirty one teams for that point, and it really doesn't count. And then the Lightning um won a cup, uh without in the era of thirty one, and but also it was the Corona season, so it's like, does Stamkos record um go down in that sense, or does or does Pat Maroon's record mean anything anymore um with that it and it didn't really and that sort of uh and that was the weird thing about that too yeah so he was d- does any do those cups mean anything as well but but in particular um do you think do you think his legacy is a little bit different um if they do if the capitals played that season in a 30 team uh as they did the previous one um uh do you think it yeah do you, yeah do you think the capitals would would have won that 2018 Stanley Cup what with with a 32 team no, instead of 31 no, no 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 if the NHL did not expand in the 2017 uh 2018 season um you know, it's it's tough to say. I think they still would have, um, but you know, those players that Vegas had were all players that, um, you know, besides Mark Andre Fleury, was all. I mean, I mean, even actually Mark Andre Fleury, it was all players that teams didn't want. So, or like you know, they probably wanted would have kept them if there was an expansion, but they had to choose someone to give up, and they chose those guys. So they didn't. They wanted other players over them. So. I don't know if that made a difference. Um, it's an interesting point to bring up. I would say, um, kind of curious to think of when you think about it. Um, what would happen if Pittsburgh did have Flurry when the Caps play them in round two? What if all these other players were playing um, on the teams that they um, were on before the draft, the expansion draft? So, I think they still would have won the Cup. I think that year was just the Caps. Caps had had it. They had the magic to go through the cup, even though, you know, people would say they didn't have the strongest team that year, but for whatever reason, it was, it was their year. They got the bounces. They got the luck that is needed in the playoffs and they got the, um, they just had everything going for them. So I think they would have, they would have won regardless of Vegas being a, a team. I think, or not. The pro- I think the problem with that is that Matt Murray just did not know the systems as well as Marc-Andre Fleury did. And Marc-Andre Fleury was the one that was playing with, Kessel and Malkin and Stahl and Crosby, like he knew them, them inside. He knew the plays inside and out, and and all that stuff. And and uh, and and he was just better prepared. He he was always better prepared. And uh, and Ovechkin um, was not, you know, apparently. Mark Andre Fleury was one goaltender that was essentially a brick wall when it came to facing him. So, or like he knew how to just, just stop him, and 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 he really was. And I really think he was the difference maker. And maybe the Penguins would have won that third cup, and and they're looked at in the same way as the Golden State Warriors. But that, but that is all in a in a hypothetical uh, scenario. Um, yeah, but they did face him in the cup finals when Mark Andre Fleury just started for Vegas. Good point. 
good point. But but Vegas didn't have the system that Pittsburgh did. So it, it, if true. it doesn't if it doesn't are... come together, you don't win. Yep. Okay. Yep. Connor McDavid. Um, can you believe he is coming close to a thousand points, and yet Phil Kessel is is at like nine hundred ninety two points, and he and the only reason he's not um at a thousand points is because um I'm not sure. You know, he's he wasn't as I guess he's not playing as well. And he was more focused on the Ironman streak than actually um, resting and being ready to go and score goals and points. But mm-hmm. but I think like you you compare the the two, and McDavid has been soaring up there and and a one hundred fifty point season last year, and he you know and potentially he could get another hundred fifty point season and he gets a thousand points. Now, and he passes Phil Kessel too, which would be even crazier. Uh, mm-hmm. Your nickname. Um, so, a um, couple things: McDavid getting 150 points or 154, 55 points. Do you see that? Uh, this season coming up. This season coming up, yeah. Yeah, I would. I I could see it happening. I can't remember what did what did he get last year? What he got like a hundred and thirty five or something? One fifty three. It was over. It was over a one. Okay, one fifty three. Okay. I mean, I could see him getting even more. Um, I know they were saying it's people. I've been watching a little bit of the NHL Network. They're saying it's it's been a long time since anyone surpassed one fifty, and he did it. And now, like the next milestone is one hundred sixty or whatever. Um, I don't see why he can't. He continues to get better every year. Um, people are saying for a while that he's not going to be a scorer, and then he comes out and scores, I don't know, 50-some goals or something like that, or maybe he even had 60. I can't remember how close he was to Matthews, but he's a scorer. So, And they, I think the Edmonton Oilers got better this season or throughout the offseason, so they're going to be better than they were last season, I, I feel. So I don't see why he can't just keep on climbing those point totals. Um, because he's just that good. Um, I heard a, an announcer say, that, um, or a commentator say recently on a video, I watched that he's just, um, he's a, he's just a highlight reel and you see highlights every, every game from him. Um, so he's just, he's just that good. So I don't see why he can't get 160 points this next season. Of course. I think the Oilers have a good chance of winning the Stanley cup, but at the same time, apparently the Bettman curse has been on, and and I kind of had um, the Oilers in the uh, second round beating the Vegas Golden Knights. I was like waffling back and forth initially, and then I thought, you know what? If you know, I'll expect nothing less from McDavid to uh, pounce on Matt Stone and uh, Aiden Hill. Apparently, and um, and and famous backup goaltender Jonathan Quick. Like I was expecting the the um the Oilers to take that and and they never did. And um and, and it is a bit of you know at this point, you know, Gretzky had a couple cups in his career and now McDavid's got nothing out of um uh the 6 years I believe he's been in the league. Uh, 
I and and you know it, it's hard I think to it's been longer. Through. What? I think it's been nine years. I, I eight, nine years, right. I, I think yeah. the one thing with with this is that he is that, you know, it's still just, you know, you know, will he be able to hoist Lord Stanley in the era of 32 teams? And mm-hmm. and I'm not so sure. And he may want to go south of the border. He could he could go to Boston. Boston's a good option or Colorado or potentially he could. I wouldn't I wouldn't send him to Pittsburgh um, at that point. But there is um, and Detroit's close to um, breaking it through into the playoffs, at least. He could go to, to New Jersey or he could go to Sunrise. I think he should. I hey, if he's on the Panthers, I'm I'm happy there. But but I think that would be even a stretch for him. But but uh, I think he could, he could uh, go for free agency. What do you think? At one point. Um, I'm sorry, I blanked for a second. You're talking about McDavid. Yeah, McDavid could go yeah. for free agent. I think he may want to um, go for free agency just to get the cup. Maybe if they don't win by the the time his current contract is up, then maybe. But I I don't know if McDavid would. Um, because if you think about it, I think Ovechkin is now going to be thirty seven this year, so he didn't win a cup until he was thirty three. Um, and everybody kept talking about how he might not win a cup. And he's like going to be like the greatest goal scorer of all time very soon. Um, I think McDavid, you know, whenever his contract ends, if he doesn't have a cup by then, I think he's going to sign another deal and keep extending. Cause I don't, I don't see the Oilers trading him um, unless it got to the point where his contract's up and he's like, I don't want to extend. And then they trade him because it's McDavid. You're going to get something for him. Um, but he's got, he's 26 and he's got three years left. I, they got three years to try to win a cup. And if they don't, but they're super close, like let's say they go to the cup final two out of the, these three years, or at least once, but they keep on improving. I don't, I don't think he'll go. I don't think the ownership group, I don't think the coaches, the GM, I don't think they're going to want to trade Connor McDavid, but just, you know, I wouldn't rule it out. Of course. It just seems like Canadian teams have gotten railroad since 2012 and you know and yeah. you have like you know and Rafi Torres was like sort of bad luck for the Canucks because of a hit um in Chicago um I believe in 2013 and then the Blackhawks win the cup that year and uh Torres was suspended I believe um after that um so apparently um and that and then the Montreal Canadiens got in in 2021, but on it it was more of a round robin. It was not the traditional come up, play in your conference playoffs, and and beat out the team or beat out um everyone in the three rounds, and then you go to the finals. It was just round robin play. Okay, you're the best. Get in there and go beat the Lightning and. The Montreal Canadiens only won um, uh, one game out of the uh, series 
that time. So it's just it's just been a very long time since a Canadian team has uh you know really been in there and gotten in in a traditional way. It, mm-hmm. So um I I don't know what I want to see more. The Maple Leafs or the Oilers win the cup, but it I think it I'd be foolish not to bet on one of those two teams to be the next Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup final. But yeah. But no, I think um I think you're spot on. It's probably going to be one of those two teams. Um probably within a couple of years too, especially the way the the Leafs are loading up their their roster lately. But um I could also see it being um possibly someone else. Uh, I think Vancouver's got a pretty good team. Ottawa is on the is on on the coming up, and um, for some reason the Oilers are or I think the Oilers are closer to getting over the hump than the Leafs, but the Leafs are always struggling to get over that second round. Or if they got over the first round, now they're going to struggle to get over the second round. But you know, I I would if if we're going to cheer for a Canadian team to win the Cup next, I'm I'm rooting for McDavid. I'm taking McDavid, Drysaddle, and that. Weird Evander Candy Cane guy. Yeah. And oh, and, and then there's their the backbone of all of it, Principal Skinner's principal. Right. Yeah, Jeff Skinner, not can, to be confused with Seymour Skinner, uh Simpsons joke. Uh so we've got that and um okay. So yeah. Um we and I'm like looking over my notes here. Now, um, we've got Bedard. Um, um, the one, uh, one topic that I've like really been passionate about and and been worried about a little bit because of potential audience capture per game was the one statistic I was focused on, and the youth. The MLS, uh, is potentially going to come up and overtake soccer. And uh, these were reports from the MLS themselves. So maybe there's a bit of a bias there, but I think they have a good claim at this point. Now there are, now they don't play an 82 game a season. They play uh, once, two, three times a week, I believe. I'm not even sure of the schedule. They have 29 teams total. Uh, they apparently they don't, they don't have 30 teams. I don't know why they don't uh it's more financial um but they could definitely overtake it especially with gen z and and there's just more young kids playing soccer and going into high school playing soccer um even if it's at a rec league so um where do you see the nhl in in the next five years uh from a financial standpoint uh, the NHL, I mean, I, there's a lot of talk of expansion um, in the next coming year. So, I mean, I don't see why. I, I think there's the viewership. I'm not, you know, I don't know the numbers very well, but I think the viewership has been better. Um, there's obviously been some, there's some times where it's just, it's down. But I mean, in the next five years, I think the, I think the NHL will at least have maybe one more team added to the league for a 33rd possibly they might have two teams i've heard they've been talking about two teams coming in at the same time to make it for to make 34 so i see that as a possibility um within the next five years depending on how 
how much these cities that are apparently the the top the front runners for expansion teams it depends how much they push and how ready the the league is to expand um but i mean if they're going to expand it's going to be good for viewerships they're going to expand the markets where they're going to bring in more viewers they're going to that they need to like more mostly probably out in the west um the southwest and the in the midwest um so I, I mean, I, th- I think the NHL is going to be going to be just fine in the next five years. I think you might even see the viewership going up because there are a lot of kids these days playing. There's a lot of more kids playing hockey in the in the states than there was um ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, like you know, and and ten years ago, jeez, it's been more than ten years ago since I've been in high school. Now I can't believe it. It's actually been. You could actually say that 10 years ago we were in college now. Technically. Yeah. We were at Towson. Wow. We are old. We are getting, we are old and we've got beards and I have gray hair. Um, but, but 10 years ago was a lifetime ago and we still, and, and I think even 10 years ago, I can tell that the game has gotten even faster from men and, and the yeah. players are different too, as well. And as well, I think that if the NHL does expand, I think um, you have to put in Houston into that conversation, Quebec City, Charlotte, um, and and potentially Madison or Milwaukee should be in that conversation as well because. Wisconsin never had a professional hockey team, it, which makes no sense to me. There was like, that was one thing that, that really never made sense to me was uh, Madison not having a professional team or um, or Milwaukee not having a professional team, or at least to my knowledge, it, unless we're going back to like 1910, maybe they there was one. There's a... There's a team in in Milwaukee right now. Yeah, the uh, Admirals, the the AHL yeah. team. Uh, there is. Are you talking but, about NHL? But I'm talking specifically about NHL. So I'm like wondering. Gotcha. Why is it that there was no NHL or WHA team really ever? And Indianapolis even had a shot at that uh, mm-hmm. with the WHA team as well. And uh, Houston. Houston is probably the biggest market the NHL has left out. I think it's um, a shame that Bettman has not moved the Coyotes over to Houston or or even just get out of Arizona. It is a money pit in Arizona. Um, do you remember when they voted to have a toxic waste dump over an entertainment center? Not even just necessarily for the Coyotes, but just... but. But the entertain, but just to have an entertainment district, uh, like, can you believe it? Yeah, no, I, I, um, I remember hearing about that. And I thought they were going to get approved, but then I heard that all the people of, um, I think it was Tempe or Tempe, um, where they, they wanted to build this district, they said that all the money is going to be funded by the citizens, like tax dollars. So they said, they said, screw that. Like, we're not. Why, why would we give up all this? extra tax money that you're going to take from us to build this huge facility. Like it's not worth it to them, I guess. So 
that kind of makes sense. But I mean, I think the Arizona Coyotes have, have needed to move for a long time, but um, they won't most likely ever because of Gary Bettman and his attachment to them, his personal attachment. So I, I applaud him. He's done a really good job at, at growing the game and expanding the league out in the, in, in the West. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think the Arizona Coyotes are going to move. They're going to get their new arena somewhere. And then they're hopefully probably going to expand to um, a couple other cities um, in, the, in the near future, probably. Well, they can't just be playing in the same arena as the Sun Devils. I'm sorry. That's not going to work. You, I say, no, just, it's not. I, th- I say they should just move in with the Suns again and just see what happens there. But I, but even that's going to be difficult. But, but most people are not showing up to the games there anyway. They're, they're a terrible team. They need, I say, well, if I'm the commissioner, I'm putting them in Houston and, and I can do that. Or, and Justin Smith up in Salt Lake City, owner of the Jazz, would be happy to have them in Salt Lake City. So, mm-hmm. and there are so many other potential markets that would take them. And and Vegas just won the cup too. So all eyes on them out in the desert. Um, so it's just, it's just, I really think Bettman has made a mistake keeping them in Arizona when most of when the taxpayers didn't want it in Tempe and when no one's showing up to the games and their TV um, viewership is down tremendously. So I think, so I've got to just say to Bettman, get him out of Arizona. Yeah, I think it's definitely uh, well overdue, but I like having the team in Arizona. I think it's good for the game to be out there. Um, but I think it's just been a, a huge mess. And if they hopefully they can get their arena situation figured out um by the end of the season so that there will be plans and it's already in motion to for the new arena to be built, whatever city it's in in Arizona. But uh yeah, like I said, hopefully they get that figured out soon so they can move forward and and not have to worry about this for uh again in their lifespan or or you know, not for a long time, at least. Um, okay. Now I got to talk about youth participation. Um, youth participation. Um, there. Now I pulled up a graph um, I, on one of the previous episodes, and there was 4.2 million um, registered players uh, playing soccer. So that's not rec league or anything. And then there's only about 500,000 um registered with usa hockey and i'm not sure if that was specifically youth or if it was adults because it it would make Mm -hmm. more sense if it was either one or the other um but still that like the numbers are low too out of the 330 million people uh in this country so or maybe that was new you know but but still, I think it does show that that this sport is um, expensive and and it's a little complicated too. So I'm not going to be surprised. So going back onto the MLS, I'm not going to be surprised if 
that happens. And if it, but the one thing that's keeping the NHL above it is the TV um, deals and the TV sponsorships and, and big four refers to the NHL, MLB, NBA, and NFL. It doesn't MLS is, you know, is the fifth largest of that because they don't have as many games in their schedule. And then, and that's also why the NHL is bringing in more revenue as well than, than the MLS. So, mm-hmm. so, and a few more tweaks and uh, they could, they could certainly overtake us. So, so I am sorry, I have to disagree with you on uh, where the NHL will be, but, but maybe, maybe I'll be proven wrong and that the NHL will just, will just uh, come alive and we'll just get more fans uh, like in hockey and all that stuff um, as well. Uh, okay. So I've got to ask now Stanley cup contenders and potential winners. Who do you, who do you got? Oh man. Um, uh, I, let's see, I'm going to go uh, one team from the East and then one team from the West. I think my team in the East, everybody seems to go with them. Um, so I don't want to go with the team that everybody goes with, which is to me, it's Carolina. Um, I think my team from the East this year, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Toronto. I don't like saying Toronto, but I think they just got way too many additions and good additions this year that it makes them a serious, serious contender for, for the Stanley cup, at least for the, at least uh, winning the Eastern conference final, making it to the cup. And what about out West? Um, Out West. So I know the Oilers have McDavid and everybody. Colorado's still relevant. Dallas apparently is has improved, and people like them and Vegas is the reigning cup champs. But I really like the Los Angeles Kings. Um, I've watched them a lot this preseason, uh, just from them being in Australia doing the global series. And I think uh, I got LA. I think it'd be um, LA Kings and Toronto Maple Leafs in the cup. I think the one thing about that is that they're not Jonathan quick anymore. There's he's gone. He went to Columbus and then he yeah. went and won the cup with Vegas. So that's the other thing. Um, I also do not see Vegas, um, you know, having a repeat at all. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to choose someone out East, I would, I, I might actually be pulling a wild card here, but I'm actually going to go with New Jersey. If, if they can get Patrick, Kane on the um Devils if they can get Patrick Kane onto the Devils and play with Luke the Super Hughes brothers and Mackenzie Blackwood and Timo Meyer I think they've got a real shot at winning because because I think you know Kane was great against the Devils for you know the most part I mean Maybe the numbers don't exactly show it, but his play style certainly did if you were watching the games. But I think New I think he's a piece that New Jersey can get and they can uh, bring home, home another cup to yeah. the armpit of America. 
Yeah, I think my only concern with um with the uh LA Kings is their goaltending. Um and that's why I, I like them a lot. I like their defense, like their offense, their goaltending I think is good. I don't know if it's cup winning good with Talbot and Copley. But I do like them a lot. So I think it'd be really cool. I'm gonna go with some outsiders that people may not choose. I'm gonna go Toronto and LA, but I do like the Devils. I like your point. The Devils are very good. Um, I also, I like, um, I like Edmonton still. Um, I like Seattle a lot too. I think Seattle is going to give a, give a good run again this year. Seattle is definitely going to give a good run. They're just too young. We're not in the era of 31 anymore. So we're not going to see that again, that quickly at least, but you know, Mm -hmm. in six years, um, Vegas did something that a majority of team like, you know, it took the the St. Louis Blues um, forty plus years to get a cup. It took the Sharks don't have one. The Ducks, um, the Ducks, it it actually took more like fourteen years for them uh, to get it there um, mm-hmm. as well. And if you want to count the Minnes the Dallas Stars as the uh, North Stars, it's it still took them thirty years to get that cup there yeah. and and the Blackhawks went 49 years without a Stanley Cup and the Bruins almost went 50 or, or I, I'm sorry they almost went 40 years themselves too so I think they'll get it they could get it in six years and uh and I would not be surprised for my western pick I've got it uh it is going to be really tough I think McKinnon is still good. He's great. He deserved his cup. Um, Hunter Miska is out in Berlin, I believe. Um, he is not a part of the NHL anymore. So um, goodbye, Hunter. Uh, so, which is why I think that you're going to see either the Stars or the Oilers in on the West. I can't decide. I like Tyler Sagan. I like Jason Robertson a lot. Um, but I think, but I think the Oilers can do it. They can get past LA. They've done it already. And that's mm-hmm. another reason. And that's one thing I disagree with you on is that the Oilers know how to take care of LA and, and, but yep. the only thing was those golden Knights too. And I'm not sure how they will face off against the jets or these stars if they uh, see each other so i'm still not sure on on that but i think um if you have like a devil's oilers stanley cup i think you're gonna you're gonna be in for a great stanley cup yeah i agree ah man okay anything else you want to cover because this was this was a good episode for 111 yeah no it's pretty good i'm i i don't really have anything off the top of my head hockey wise um oh um to the people out in the alumni who have played i am sorry i couldn't make it i did not get the email i was not on the list and i could not arrange the tickets fast enough but i will be there hopefully next time and i miss you all um out at towson so um i guess those are going to be the words there um and uh and i guess we'll talk um we'll talk in a moment about that um but 
for everyone that is watching or listening on podcasts, um, please go over to Substack, rothsteina.substack.com. The link is in the show notes or description. Click on it. Just sign up with your email for free. Um, I post free articles. And if you do ever want to become a paid member, you can always upgrade for six bucks a month or $60 out of the year. So there's that. And um, if you want to support me in another way, uh, check out Growing Hockey. Um, that's available on Spotify. You can purchase that uh, for, I believe, seven bucks, or they might have done their own deal and it's $4.99 now. But uh, you can check it out there or wherever you get your audiobooks. And with that being said, everyone, take care. <laughs>